This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, the agents finally find the cultists' compound, and they begin the cleansing, oh, and, and you know, rescuing people too, I guess that's important as well, but most importantly, the cleansing of the cultists. So first up, I want to mention that this was recently the four-year anniversary of Roll for Combat. That's right. We started around Gen Con 2017, and the very first podcast we ever did was the actual play of Starfinder and Dead Sons. And that was the original cast of myself, John Stats, Chris Beamer, Jason McDonald, and Bob Marquis. And we have obviously grown and changed since then. Now we have two actual plays with another entirely different cast and obviously Kickstarter where we're coming out with a million books and we have the RPG Superstar Contest and who knew that this was going to turn into all this. I actually was doing podcasting for a long, long time before I did this. For those of you who know, I was doing something called Gaming Steve and where I was covering the world of video games and I started that. That I almost started 20 years ago. That's been around for a very long time. But I kind of stopped it just because video games became a little diluted and I won't get into the reasons, but that was a very, very, very popular podcast, but it was literally just me and it was a lot of work for just me. And this came about, okay, I'm going to give a little history. I probably have done this before, but after 350 plus episodes, I don't remember if I did. But if those of you who have never heard the history of how the podcast came about, well, sit back, relax, and I'll tell you a little story. And for those of you who heard it before, well, maybe you'll learn something new. Anyhow, so here's the really quick history. So way back when, way back in the 70s, I, myself, and pretty much everyone on this podcast, at least on the Agents of Edgewatch podcast, was playing D&D in elementary school, in high school, in college, and so forth. We were playing D&D, and back then it was first edition. And it was brutal, it was rough, it was nasty, and we loved every single second of it. And of course, back then we'd be playing computer games and role-playing games and JRPGs and everything in between. And then suddenly, you know, D&D moved on and moved to second edition, and then third edition, and then 3.5. And that's where I sort of met John Stats and Chris Beamer and all the rest. I actually met Jason McDonald in college, and we weren't playing D&D back then. Mostly we were playing fantasy baseball and uh, a lot of civilization. <laughs> a lot of civilization back then. But we weren't playing Dungeons Dragons, anything like that, because we were in college. And it wasn't quite as popular back then. It was the second edition, and D&D was falling in favor of things like uh, computer games. Anyhow, eventually with the advent of 3.5, D&D suddenly got a lot more popular. Actually, it was 3.0 we started with. And I discovered something called Adventure Paths. And I was immediately hooked. I saw this thing and I was like, wow, one adventure path? I mean, I always liked playing the adventures, but I always felt it was really hard to connect the stories. And I saw this concept of the adventure path and I was immediately hooked. 
and I told all the guys about it back then. It was Seth, Bob, and Chris, and they were all living either together or near each other, and they were just a few blocks from me. And I told them about the Adventure Path and this new thing called Age of Worms, and I really wanted to try out Age of Worms. Before that, we were playing like one-shots and homebrew stuff, and it was kind of a mixed bag. And actually, believe it or not, Seth was the GM back then, and I was playing the character. And uh, he was so brutal, because we were playing first edition rules, and I actually rolled a one for hit points for my wizard. That's right. One hit point. Can you imagine? <laughs> Think about that for a second. And he had a four strength because you had to roll three dice and whatever you rolled is what you got. It was so brutal. And so I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with one hit point? But believe it or not, that wizard lasted a while because this is what you could do in first edition. I actually had a whole bunch of cohorts and I just had him guarded by at first it was four like warriors just flanked him and walked around with my wizard at all times. And then eventually it became like an army. And by then, uh, Seth sort of gave up. By the way, I kept rolling like one for hit points. So by the time he was fourth level, I think he had like five hit points. Can you imagine that being fourth level in first edition Dungeons and Dragons having five hit points? I can't even believe he lived that long, but it worked because I had something like a dozen fighter cohorts surrounding him at all times. So he can never, ever get hit. And, you know, that's the problem with first edition. It just was beyond unbalanced and just got silly. And eventually you have like 50 people in your party. So we stopped playing that and it just got too much. And we really got into Magic the Gathering. But anyhow, back to my original story, I saw the Dungeon Magazine and I saw Age of Worms. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm running this thing. And I read the first adventure. And many of you know, the first adventure in Age of Worms is The Whispering Karn by Eric Mona himself. That's right. I've mentioned this many times. This is my absolute favorite first level, low level adventure ever written, period, end of story. It is incredible. I love this adventure. I do not think... There's a better one ever written, and I actually am taking a lot of inspiration from the Whispering Karn for the Jewel of the Indigo Isles adventure path that I wrote. Do look for a little bit of Age of Worms in that adventure path, because I took a lot of what I learned from Age of Worms and put it into Jewel of the Indigo Isles. Anyhow, we started to play that, and it was fantastic. Bob played two characters, Chris played a monk, and Seth played a paladin. And I remember Bob played, I think... He played a cleric, which he named Tordok, which was just Doctor Backwards. And he also had a sorcerer who was just a gun. He used to call him the gun because he had to play two characters because we didn't really have a, a fourth person that we knew well enough to join us. And then what ended up happening is that whenever John Stats came to town because he was working in Blizzard in California at the time, and we all lived in Manhattan, he would play usually the extra character. And then when Jason McDonald would come in, because he was traveling a lot for his job and come to Manhattan, I would also have him play one of the characters. So they would join us on a regular basis. And we played Age of Worms, well, forever. And that is probably, as I said, my favorite adventure path and adventure of all time. But then, you know, we got older and we moved and everyone left. And I didn't want to stop playing, so I looked into playing online. I mean, that's my whole deal. I, you know, make websites and do online activities. I make websites and do computer programming for a living. So for me, finding an online solution was a no-brainer. I found a whole bunch of online solutions. Back then, I was using D20 Pro, 
and that is how we got into playing online and that was over 10 years ago and we continued to play adventure paths and back then it was pathfinder we actually did meet in the city and seth ran a dungeons and dragons fourth edition homebrew campaign from level one to 20 yes believe it or not I ran and did an adventure campaign of 4th edition from level 1 to 20, and it was great. It was great. By the end of the campaign, I actually managed to live. I had a sorcerer that had so many ways to avoid combat that Seth stopped attacking me. He just gave up. He never even bothered anymore. I know I talk about it, how bad I hate when people power game, and yet I am probably the worst power gamer you could ever find in existence, which is why I don't play PCs, because I can't help myself. So I'd rather play the GM where power gaming is encouraged. So with that, I said, you know what? We've been doing this for so long, and I already know how to podcast. If we can start recording our adventures and turn into a podcast, wouldn't that be cool? And this was way before anyone was doing this. I'm talking like 15 years ago when I was thinking about this. And the problem is no one wanted to do it. No one wanted to have their voices recorded. No one wanted to have, you know, their adventures out there. It just was not something I was interested in. And it really bothered me. And I would always mention it every so often. Whenever we start a new adventure path, I'd be, hey guys, you want to do it? And they're like, no, no, no. And then, well, what ended up happening is Glass Cannon came out. And when Glass Cannon came out, and obviously it was a huge hit right away, I was so angry. I was like, come on, guys. Ugh, we could have done this 10 years before Glass Cannon. 10 years before anyone. Because we were already doing this. We were already playing online. I already had all the tools to record it. So I just insisted. I was like, that's it. We're doing it. I'm doing a podcast. Take it or leave it. If you want to play the game, play it. If not, well, I'll find someone else. And surprisingly, they all took it. They all did it. And instead of playing Pathfinder 1st Edition, we felt a little burnt out because, quite frankly, we have seen and done everything. Between all of our years of D&D, all of our years of 3.5, and then all of our years of Pathfinder 1st Edition, it was becoming rote. It was becoming the same old, same old. You always had to get the same magic items. You always had to get the same weapons. It was always the same progression. So I was just like, you know what? It's time for a change. And I, when I saw Starfinder was announced, I was like, that's it. We're doing an actual play. We're going to do Starfinder. And we're going to do this Dead Sun's Adventure Path. And we did it. And it turned out to be a lot of fun. A big hit and then when pathfinder second edition was announced i was all in not because i hated pathfinder first edition quite the opposite i loved pathfinder first edition but you know what i have played thousands not hundreds thousands of sessions of 3.0 3.5 and pathfinder first edition i've seen it all i've done it all i was bored and quite frankly so were the other players and we needed a change, so that's why we switched over to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. By the way, we did sneak in 5th Edition. 5th Edition was snuck in, and we just don't like it. I mean, I get it. I think it is good for feeling like a superhero, but you're talking to someone who ran a wizard who had 5 hit points at 4th level. So, you know, I'm just not used to having as much power as you do in 5th edition. We like it hard, we like it challenging, and we like it crunchy. 
And quite frankly, Pathfinder 2nd Edition gives us that in spades. It feels very much like 1st Edition, but not nearly as deadly. I know that's an oxymoron, but trust me, it's true. Because it feels like you could die at any moment in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And it feels really tough, but you know what? It also feels really heroic, because I can't count the number of times where these guys would go into the brink of death and come out of it alive. And it is really, really fun. I tell you, I, I, I love second edition. I really do. I love first edition too. I was just, you know what? It was played to conclusion. I mean, that's all it is. It's like, I could name a lot of video games that I love to death. And I played them for hundreds and hundreds of hours. But after a while, you're just like, enough is enough. And you got to move on. So there you go. There's the quick mini history of Roll for Combat, the podcast, where it came from and where everyone else came from. If you want to know real quick, Jason and I, as I said before, went to college together. That's where I met him. I actually met John Stats at a Magic the Gathering tournament way back, way back when Alpha and Beta, believe it or not, were still out there. I have a four-digit DCI number. That is how long I've been playing Magic the Gathering since the beginning. And I met them in a Magic tournament, and John Stats and Chris Beamer were roommates. And they went to college with Bob Marquis, and Seth was best friends with Chris growing up, and so forth and so forth. And that is how we all met. There's actually more people to the group, but the other people I don't mention because they don't play D&D or Pathfinder. They actually were more board gamers. We used to play a lot of Risk, a lot of Risk 2210. That's one of our favorite games, and Chris loves Risk. He loves to attack and kill people, so you can imagine what those games were like. And as for the other podcast, Rob Tremarco, I met through Chris and Seth. He lives in New York. We're part of the thing called New York Geek. I don't think it exists anymore, but it was basically a gathering of geeks in New York who would play games and Dungeons and Dragons, things like that. And then the other people like Lauren and Vanessa. Vanessa actually won the free trip to Paizo contest, believe it or not. That's how I met her. And then I met Lauren through Param and No Direction. I met Rob Pontus at Gen Con two years ago through Order of the Ember Die, and that is how I met him. So I have met and made a lot of new friends through the podcast and through Pathfinder. So there you go. And hopefully I will make new friends as now I'm becoming very friendly with everyone at Paizo. First, I just became friendly with them, you know, working on this podcast. But now they're working with me on the Roll for Combat books. And I talk to them all the time, every single day, because we are working together on all these books. So that has become really fun as well. So I'm really glad I started this podcast because what started out as just me playing games with some friends is like turned into a whole big aspect of my life where now I have dozens of new friends and a new company and whole bunch of new things so what will happen in four more years who knows but expect to see a lot more books a lot more kickstarters and a lot more podcasts anyhow with that let's get to this week's show notes so because i had a very long intro show notes will be very quick do check out the roll for combat kickstarter it's still going on battles of bestiary we just added a stretch goal where there can be 44 new pages of dragon that's right, the Dragon Ancestries book has doubled in size, or who knows, it's become really big. Every single type of dragon you've ever seen or heard of or imagined can now be in the Dragon Ancestries book, plus 
five possible new dragons invented by us over at Roll for Combat. All I can tell you is that these dragons are called the Wild Dragons, the Wild Bunch, if you will. And they are going to be known as Wild, all right? So check those out. Check out the Discord channel if you want to come over and chat. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. Do check out the Patreon. For as little as five bucks, you can listen to us live whenever we record and chat with us and get all the episodes early and other fun free things. And, of course, do check out the Roll for Combat website, and you can check out Jason's Talking Combat column, where he does a recap of every single episode every single week at rollforcombat.com. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. Last we left off, you managed to finally, finally track down your original quarry, the Grey Cloaks, and actually rescue them. Believe it or not, even though you've been in this place, this catacombs, for it seems like weeks, months, even though it's only been a few days, you have found everything, every single nook and cranny, especially the nooks and crannies, especially the most disgusting, grotesque parts of this cavern. But you finally managed to break the code and find where they were hidden. You escorted them back. You came back to have a big old hearty meal from Sharky, except for Lowman, who doesn't trust Sharky. Nope. And you leveled up. You are now level eight. Everyone is amazing. Everyone is incredible. It's a new day. You have pretty much cleared out all of the temple area. Now the only thing left is maybe a little bit of the catacombs. There was a little bit of the catacombs left, but just a little bit. But the whole area, the secret area where the uh, the cult is, you haven't touched that yet, but you did find a back door. You found a sneaky way in that maybe you can get past the very, very heavily guarded front door. But all you need to do is make sure you don't set off the uh, the alarms. Funny you should that. mention that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. That would actually dovetail into my level 8 changes if you would like to start there. Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. Yes, yes, I want to go through it. Any, any changes you wish to discuss Ooh. in public with everyone else? I will go with Basil first. Yeah, well, I'll deal with this, the sort of boring stuff first, which is my skill increase went to Arcana, so I'm now a master in Arcana. Uh, I took the skill feat, Quick Identification, which means I can now identify things in one minute instead of ten minutes. And actually, no, I'm, a, I'm since I'm a master in Arcana, I can do it as, uh, I believe, in a turn. I believe if I use all three actions in a turn, I can identify something. So I can identify things really quick, if they're magical. And then I took the feat, well, A, as a natural progression, I become, I get access to level three spells which is exciting. And here's why I said this might be relevant. My one spell that I took is Invisibility Sphere, which creates a 10-foot sphere that we can slowly move around in. If we start going into combat, it ends, but it can potentially be invisible. Wow. How long does that last? For 10 minutes. 10 so, minutes? Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So, That's awesome. And also, my let's just to go back and finish the explanation, Arcane Breadth, it's not very exciting now, but it's going to grow with me because that's the spell that gives me an extra slot at every level of spell, kind of N minus two. 
So right now, that's just an extra cantrip and an extra first level spell. But then when I get fourth level spells, I'll get an extra second level spot. When I get fifth level spells, I'll get an extra third level slot and so on. So I now have, I will have access to more spell slots as well. Wow, I'm looking at quick identification. This is one of those I never heard of until you took it. And I don't know, it has a lot of good role-playing aspects because you're right. It goes from, instead of you identifying a magic item, effect, or location, instead of it taking 10 minutes, it would take only one minute. But since you are a master... The double whammy, the upgrade to master. (laughs) You get it in three actions, a.k.a. six seconds. You could go, you went from 10 minutes to six seconds. And if you go to legendary, it's one action in two seconds. You're like, oh yeah, I know what that is. And that's it. It takes you longer to explain what it is than for you to identify what it is. That's very, very cool. Wow. I guess the hand wave time, the hand wave heal is going to have to be upgraded because usually you were able to do the identifications during the hand wave heal. But now you're going to finish the hand wave heal like like nine minutes and 40 seconds before you're uh, done with identifying or the other way around. You know what I mean. We'll have to find something else to do. John Stats is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human ruffian rogue. I'll get a, I'll get a, bu- a book of Sudokus. <laughs> we didn't have something where you can like heal four people at once or something now. Oh yeah, I, I hold on a second. Let me double check that. I think ward medic because that actually would have happened last level, and I didn't notice it. But I happened to be when I was wor- working on my level eight character, I noticed that when I became a master in medicine, ward medic now works on four people instead of two people. So now I can heal the entire party in one he- in one dose of ward medic or one dose of uh, so you tree, use tree wounds. Not only both hands, but both legs. I, I don't want to think about that. You're like, all right, everybody, get into the position. I'm going to heal you all. Woo-hoo! That is very creepy. Yeah, they have to be spaced at equal intervals for me to do that. <laughs> all right, who's next? Who can top that? I got a pretty good one. I got. Right. I think I Let's can top it. All right. The one thing that I did get was pretty amazing. It's called Opportune Backstab, and it happens when it's a, it's a reaction whenever an enemy is hit by one of you guys in melee, uh, I can capitalize upon the distraction and make a strike against the same triggering creature. So I like it when you guys get into melee because then I get a free hit every turn. At least, well, I don't know. I guess that's a fourth action? I don't yeah, know no, it's a reaction. So you get... You get one reaction per turn. So so if I hit one, two, three, okay, I'm at, yes. and I'm at negative 10 or something ridiculous, right? Yes. If I trigger this, am I attacking again at negative 10? Or nope. because it's during somebody's nope. turn, it's, it's you started no zero. modifier. You started that's zero. That's pretty darn good. So, yes. uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's oh, a song that sounds that, like that Lomang. That sounds like Lomang's <laughs> yeah, I reaction. Well, I guess uh, I didn't get anything last turn. I, I didn't guess, get anything. Uh, I saw Lomang got that awesome thing, and now I got yeah, that this round. So. Now Dougie has it too. Because Lomang's not cool anymore. Lomang's not the coolest, uh, coolest guy in school anymore, huh? Well, nope. uh, Dougie can't hit as uh, hard as Lomang, so he'll have to try his best. Well, Lomang, Lomang doesn't hit hard. He just hits a lot. 
Or actually, let me rephrase that. Lomang doesn't hit hard. He just swings a lot. There we go. That's true. right. Yeah, I swing a lot until I next swings. level. Then we're gonna see a little bit of a change there. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh yeah that was the big upgrade with Dougie. Well, you also have four four digit. Yeah, you wish four digit four digit hit points. No, three digit hit points. One hundred and four hit points. You're up to the triple digits. Am I the highest? No. Yeah. That's that's all so. you have. <laughs> Just what does Slowbag have? What do you have? Uh, I, it's embarrassing. I have a lot. Uh, hold on. I'm, uh, I'm, I have 122. Chris Beamer is playing Lomang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. That's 122 hit points running to the rear after right. you take your first two actions. <laughs> well, someone has to be able to, to tell the story. Jeez. Someone has to have the bard sing oh. of our god of the glorious heroes that died in battle and give it in give it a spin. what did lomag did lomag get anything no, lomag didn't Lomang, get anything lomag got a rock lomag got a rock lomag got very little i did become a expert i think in acrobatics was it was the uh uh i think it was that i gotta double check but the one thing he did get was he has the ability uh like remo williams run across water really fast as long as he ends up oh, on dry land nice <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very situational, but it's very in keeping with the whole uh, martial arts theme. Nice. The jumping and the running. Do you have to uh, hold your hands up flat like Joel Gray? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I saw that movie multiple times at the theater. Hardcore. <laughs> what? Yes. I did. I saw it Reno Williams. Reno Williams. The legend continues. I was continues. a big fan of the book. Saw that Nobody's the heard of this book series. And when they came out a with, with well, Fred Ward at the time. Well, we, we talked about it at length last week, right? Yeah, yeah. There's 152 books. Yeah, they're terrible and books. And no one's it ever like, heard of it, it was like Law and Order. It was ripped from the headlines. Yeah. There's, a, some, there's, yeah. there's actually some good... Uh, stories in there but it's very pulp ish well i like the movie a lot highly non-pc highly non-pc so so back to gomez gomez the little quiet goblin in the back who's just sitting there mumbling to himself looking at his cool staff and thinking all these cool things i can now do I got a bunch of abilities that just fit so perfectly with the episode where he Became the cult leader of all those fungus people. <laughs> I like it. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. So I went with it and uh, enhanced my, uh, my uh, was it Charisma Foo to do group, group, imp uh, group impression. So I can try to impress uh, multiple targets now. And for the, for the capper, for the, for the perfect one, Primal Evolution. I gain an additional spell slot that could be only used for summon animal or summon plants and fungi. So those guys that I'm now that that I uh, uh, got to see the light, I can summon one of them to to aid us when we want. Oh wow, we're gonna see him again. Yeah, and, and it's also is that or, or and also related things like uh, like, you know, like I, I can summon a dryad, you know, like nice. I can summon all kinds of stuff like that. Gomez officially becomes this show's pet class. <laughs> oh, we love a... pet classes, don't <laughs> we, Steve? <laughs> no, <boy. laughs> Gomez is like Yoda, kind of now. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe. With the staff and the <laughs> and the presence. You have to start talking like you, you know. The charisma. Yeah, he's got the the, the uh, pointy I can ears. Never do that. It's no. just, Show some one thing pride. I can't do. I can't do. Show some pride. All right. So you woke up. A few things. First of all, you can go back to the Grey Cloaks because if you remember, the captain, Captain Runewolf, was going to give each of you a plus one striking weapon of your choice if you were able to rescue them. So you can find out about that. Uh, I don't know if they will, you know, at the minimum, you could at least get the weapons and sell them <laughs> if you don't want to use them. Yeah, I actually want that. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, I do want yeah. that. Okay, so you can go see him. And then do you want to buy anything special before you go back into, you know, the catacombs? Because you know there's things. One question is, I thought I saw holy water somewhere on one of these. Oh, shoes. yeah. So a few things you managed to find while you were down there. So if you remember, you used the feather token chest and you stole all that stuff using the elementalist and the elementalist came back and gave you the feather token you pop it open inside you find an iron cube talisman which allows you to ignore difficult and greater difficult terrain for one round i mean not great but better than nothing is that the one? Oh no feather stone step i forget right. which one does which that, so you find feather yeah. stone step allows you to do that right and that one dougie has on his armor the uh the iron cube allows you to use the knockdown fighter feet, but you have to be an expert with the weapon you're using if you're if you're going to use that, uh, and that is also for only one round. So that's a talisman thing. And the other thing you find is five holy water, which um, ain't nothing. I mean, they're cheap and they can do a special type of damage. They can do good we, damage. We call good. <laughs> and the good damage, though, only affects fiends, undead, and creatures that have weakness to good damage. Now, it's funny enough that uh, that ooze undead eldritch monstrosity, do you do know, is weak to good damage. That's all I'm saying. How many of those do we have? Five. Five. How Five. much do they cost? They are like three gold each. They're really cheap. I mean, we could we could all load up with a yeah, bunch of those. One to eight. No, you're not getting it. It's one to eight plus ten or whatever its vulnerability is. Correct. Yeah, if it's, if it's got weakness five or weakness ten, that gets to put tapped on to even one point of damage. And you do splash damage even if you miss. The only way you miss is if you get a critical miss on the monster. So say you're aiming at the monster, you throw it at him, and you miss, you do one point of splash damage. And if he's weak ten, that's eleven points of damage. I mean, we two of us could throw two per round, probably. <laughs> At least. Well, yeah, you can roll. You can only really do, I mean, unless you come with your hands full. Right. Because it takes, you know, you throw two, but then it takes one round, it takes one action to pull one out and one oh, yeah. to throw. So. Yeah, let me tell you, I can do a lot more damage if, with just melee. That's, that's. Yeah, like that's the that's the comparison, isn't it? Like, you yeah, know, like, that, like, that, that like, really is. On average, factoring in all other mathematics. Do, do we have something else that does 15 points of damage on average, you know, or 20 points of damage on average? Then that's better. Though I wanted to experiment with the notion of injecting him with holy water with my. I love that. Chain. I love that. I love that just for the style. I don't know how diluted it would be and whether it would work, but, you know, if I could use my poison injector to do inject him with holy water, oh. that, could, that could get interesting. 
Yeah. Can you do that? Well, there's one problem with that plan. You have to actually get next to him and then hit him with your uh, with your cane. Other than that, it sounds like a great plan. I'm not. Though. I'm not low, man. I'm willing to get up there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. there you go. That's what I'm talking about. There you yeah, go, low man. He's gonna I mean, load up on those uh, those things you can lob over his allies. I mean, I was the that's, only that's one who got hit by that. And let me tell uh, you something. No. You don't want you don't want to get hit by that. Well, I got hit by yeah. the use, but hmm. right, yeah. the use is nothing. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't get hit for it was something like sixty-eight points of damage or something. I remember. Right, and it wasn't even a crit. No, that was a crit. That was oh, wasn't? Oh, great. Yeah, it was a crit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he hit you once, so you're like, okay. So even with your 122 points of damage, I don't think you could even take two hits. That's I mean, I like the idea of spreading out around it and then just lobbing holy water at it to melt. Yeah. yeah. Does that do lasting effects? Is that is that something that like like fire, or is that something? That's not a, a no. damage over time, right? Okay. We'll put that in the long-term projects bin. Right, yeah. right. There's something. Well, persistent damage is a completely different category. So right. The way it works, persistent damage is its own thing, and persistent damage could be anything. So if you have something that specifically does persistent damage, if you look up, I forgot what it is. It's like either the um, not alchemist fire, but if you look up some of the, like I think the electric um, one or the poison one, or the ice one, one of them actually, or the, uh, I forgot which one, but one of them actually does persistent damage when you hit with it. If you look at the, because there's one for each element. You guys have alchemist fire, but if you ever wanted like ice or electricity, there's actually bottles for everything in this game. So they all work differently though. There is one other great unknown. Since it's a news, does that mean it splits if we hit it with slashing? <laughs> and then we've got two of these things to deal with. You don't think so because it's contained within the armor, and oh, okay. uh, you don't think that that would actually happen from your research. That would have been fun. That would be death. Although that especially, really, well, no, especially since with other oozes, it's been they have less hit points, but they still hit just as hard. You know what's interesting is that if you hit something, everything within five feet of the creature you hit takes the splash damage. So if you hit a creature that's huge, which takes up. 15 squares when you hit it it counts as all those squares so everything around it when it's huge or large counts so it's not like oh it's just it's just like four squares around it no it's like 10 or 12 squares around it it's all those squares every square around it because if you hit a say a huge creature which is nine squares it counts as hitting the whole creature it doesn't count as like i'm only hitting one square you actually hit all nine that's how it works in the rules. So, something else though, if you did split it, you could like start a chain reaction, Jason. Like I hit you, and then you splash, and you go to the next one, and then that one takes damage, and go to the next one, and it just keeps like this chain reaction down, where you just kill them all. But it doesn't split. So, what are you going to take? What is Mr. Long I'm going to take taking? two holy water. I didn't hear I you. I put two holy waters in my bandolier. Okay, you're taking two of the holy waters. Yeah, I mean, I'll take all five unless someone else wants them. Yeah, I'd like yeah, I'd like at least one to try my experiment. Yeah, yeah, take take a couple. We'll buy more too, I think, before we Okay. You know what, Dougie'll get a cup. I actually doesn't he have some? No, he doesn't. All right, holy water. Let's see. Who sure, has don't Dougie's books f- say something about being prepared for any contingency? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy three holy waters. Lomang, how many are you taking? Lomang's taking I'm taking two. And we have three more. So 
Basil's taking two. Sounds good. Dougie. I'll just buy three. You want any Gomez for now? Yeah. All right, so I'll take, I, I I'll got take a, I got enough. Then. I got enough paraphernalia. Very paraphernalia okay. heavy. So we each have three now. Uh, well, actually, Basil has two. Right, Basil has two. I have three. So you have three. Should I go buy one just to be a conformist? Yes. It's cheap. I mean, there's. I'll buy. Cheap. I'll buy a third one just so we all have three. All right. Anything else? It seems like it'll be a good tactic because it, it's basically a lot of damage that's never that's not going to miss, and you're not going to necessarily have to stand next to it and get killed by it. Yeah, it's math. It's just it's math. You got to do complex calculations. Is, you know, like I did it in my head, and I've yeah. <laughs> I figure that it's good to do because you know what? It's not just the damage; it's also the not dying. Because when you when Dougie goes up there to hit it and he misses once, and then the thing attacks him three times and kills him, that he. This is all I'm gonna say. When you're dead, you can't do DPS. This is what I'm gonna say. With holy water. You have a 95% chance, approximately, of always doing damage. Okay? <laughs> that is just math. Exactly. If you are attacking, you have, say, I don't know, we'll say a 50% chance in your first attack, and then a, whatever, 30, 20% chance on your second, and like 10, 5% on your third. And that's just hitting and doing damage. So you can do the math from there. Like one's one's like a small percentage, less than fifty percent of average doing damage, or ninety five percent chance of doing damage. The other thing, the other thing that maybe you know the cultists may have something. They may need to deal with this thing eventually too. So they may have, in case it goes wild, so they may have some means of dealing with it. So if we yep. deal with the cultists, we may get some sort of tool to get rid of it too. Yeah, do whatever you want. It's up to you guys. I agree. But I gave you what you wanted. You got him out of storage. You got them holy waters. Gomez poo-poos them holy waters. Them. All right. What are you going to do? You wake up. It's another beautiful morning. Another Let's head day back into in the a core. dank dungeon. Yeah, I guess we're heading back in. Let's head back to the Or do you dungeon. want to go for the weapons? The uh, captain. Oh, yeah, yeah, the weapons. Oh, let's at least stop yeah. by and get the yeah. weapons, yeah. Okay. You head on over to... Good old Captain Runewolf. Runewolf the Unbeliever. That's right. Because <laughs> he doesn't believe in anything. Because he's, uh, yeah, well, you know, he's a gray cloak. He sees you all and he waves you in. He's like, ah, you guys are psyched for sore eyes. I see you rescued, well, most of the gray cloaks. We got a full debriefing from them. Sounds like a couple of them got devoured by some of the creatures down there. And it sounds like the captain was uh, eaten by some undead monstrosity. But what's going on with her? They said when they were retreating out of there, they thought she was still alive or something. What, what's going on with her? Well, the, cr the creature has kind of absorbed her and is using her life force to feed its powers. So she's not dead yet, but she'd be very hard to rescue at the moment. So we're still trying to figure out how to do that. <sighs> it's a, not a good fate, I realize, but we're trying, to, we're trying to figure it out. Okay. Well, I'll tell you something. She's, uh, she's special to me. If there's any chance for you to rescue her, I take it as a personal favor to me and the Grey Cloaks if you can at least 
at the bare minimum, retrieve her body. And maybe, just maybe, retrieve her alive, if you can do that. But that's up to you. I understand if it's uh, above your pay grade. I mean, it did manage to take her out, and she's one of the finest members of the Grey Cloaks. So I imagine whatever took her out is pretty tough. I guarantee you this. We will rescue her. Just give us time. Okay, I'll hold you to that. And uh, I did promise you four plus one striking weapons of your choice. And uh, you did return as many of the patrol as you could. So, uh, you up for that? You need anything? Yes. We got a a ton in uh, storage here. What are you guys looking for? Well, Dougie could use a Mangosh striking rune. Mangosh. Yeah, the Mangosh needs some striking attention. And that would be very helpful. Yeah, I think we got a couple of those in there. Ah, good. One Mangosh coming right up. I would like a plus one. Striking light crossbow. Plus one striking light crossbow. All right. We got we got dozens of those. There's like a stack of them in the back. He just like pulls one off, throws it to you. There you go. We get these off those criminals all the time. They don't need them anymore. What else you want? That does it for us. I think I, think I would like a star knife. Nice. Star knife. You know how to use one of those things? I do. Well, la dee da. Are you a worshiper of Desna? Out of out of character, it's it's got light bulk. It's a ranged weapon I can use without throwing without going all the way to the bow, but with one hand. So it seemed like it doesn't do a lot of bit damage, but it seems like a good choice for it. fancy. All right. Anything else, Gomez? Yeah, if, if I need to do damage with a with a hand weapon, we've lost. <laughs> if we're in that situation. You should get it because it's money. So. Oh, I was going to say, read Dougie's books about being prepared for any contingency. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I'll take a, I'll take what, a dagger? Dagger. How about a dagger? Actually, take a dagger because I may need to borrow it because I can't do slashing damage. <laughs> sure. In, in I'll, 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 take a, I'll take a dagger. Just a simple plus one dagger. Yep. Is there a grill you can put into your uh, choppers? <laughs> I know, I know. I, I've yet to, I've yet to actually bite something in this entire adventure. Actually, there is. If I you thought get, we even talked about this. There no, is a biting. If you uh, get plus one striking, what was it? The hand wraps of mighty blows that counts. That will give you plus one striking to your mouth because it's an unarmed attack. That's. I know it doesn't make right. sense, but that's how it works. You, you've sold me. You sold me because 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 uh, actually hand wraps that the, that's also wizardy you know like the, the that goes with the uh, with the costume so I am sold uh, the plus one hand wraps please yes thank you he takes the t- plus one hand wraps he, he puts them on and suddenly his his fangs grow three inches larger and sharper and he's like oh look at this chomp 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 can I bite people with the best of them. And, and then he says, I get tired of my rats on my teeth are too big. Ha! In- what? In- ineligible. Because my teeth are so big, I can't talk right. All right, so are we ready to, to, to get to Vamoose? He hands out all the weapons to you and says, well, you've earned these. Hopefully you can use these to rescue the sergeant. Anything else I can do for you? Sounds like you've, uh, you're making that place your home. Sounds like you know more about the catacombs than I do. 
Right. We're, we're taking out the trash. Yeah, we are. There's a lot of trash. There's the 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 the, the toilets will flush uh, swifter after we are done. We are we are cleaning up the sewers and the uh, the underworks. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of un, a lot of unsavory types down there. A lot of criminals. Yeah. They need, they need some justice. By the way, Lomang, you already have a plus one striking crossbow. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> you, you're like, I'm going to use this to replace the one that I already had. You know, I saw that on there, but I thought that that was, you had you had preemptively knew what I was going to no, get. No, so. no, you have it. You have a dagger. You want to get a plus yeah, one yeah. dagger You know instead? what? I will. I will. Yep. I will. Totally. Because I need, I would like a slashing weapon. I think dagger slashing and piercing, actually. It's like an O. Henry short story. Oh, he already well, had not, one. Though. So now he gets his dagger. It was very funny. He's like, I won exactly what I already <laughs> had. Uh, let me think about that for a second, though, because I would okay. like, isn't there a weapon that is both slashing and piercing that I can use? I don't know. It's your character. You figure it out. God, I don't know what shit though for weapons. Oh, but you, yeah, you're a monk. Who knows? That you, what, you can, yeah. It's all simple weapons. Yeah, probably not. Not simple. Is short sword simple? I think so. Look it up. I think a short sword is. All right, let me look it up. Hold on. Short sword, simple, or no, it's martial. Short sword's martial. God, the simple weapons are crap club. <laughs> I want a plus one striking club. No. You should get the uh, the thing that well, the long Gomez has. has reach. Do you have a uh, bite attack? I don't need, no. I don't have a bite attack. That's crude. <laughs> hey, there we go, Gomez. There's your plus one striking jaws. Rawr, 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 rawr. Choppers. Awesome. You got your choppers. Oh, for, yeah. No, dagger is, is versatile S, so it's slashing or piercing. That's yeah. Exactly, so I want dagger. Exactly that's what it. you want. Yep, that's exactly what I want. Plus that's what you got. Want. Thank you. You're welcome. And you are done. I'm done. There you go. Plus one striking dagger. Wa-ching! Ooh, good damage, too. Ten. Look at that. But you're not bad not damage. shabby. <laughs> nope. Okay. Time to go back to your favorite place. To the sewers. Yep. And there you are. Now, who can see what? That's the other issue. Although, strangely, you did see that there was lighting in the uh, in the area with the cultists. So that area actually was lit with torchlight. So just FYI. Yeah. So can we just like do our technique and get past this thing and get to that basically to where we were before wherever you want to go yes you have enough you have enough technique here and know the ways that if you want to get to a specific room you can let me know and i can probably get you there automatically you don't have to just you can just do it i think this room here you're pinging oh you want to go all the way there okay um yeah Really? Because that's where we're gonna go through that door, I think, right? No, 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 no. That door oh, leads to fucking. No, there's demons oh, on so the, the other side of that door. Right? Yeah, those. That's instant death. That that's not a door we want to go through. Yeah, that's the door. Which door? Oh, up there. Well, hold on. I mean, we do have to cross that demon area. Oh, I guess we don't. Well, I'll say that you are tippy toeing across, and the door is open now. So you can right, tip run past Tyro Keys. And Tyro Keys, by the way, 
seems to always look to the south. And the only reason it even turned around to go after you was that Basil tripped and fell and made a lot of noise and then turned around and started to chase you. So I'm just going to hand wave that and say, because this is a, I mean, we've been in this dungeon a long time. So to speed things up, you are back at the little nook from behind the secret door of the chapel. And now you're in the back entrance to where you were before. So who's going to do what? Well, before we do anything, does Gomez want to cast his healing font or no? Uh, sure. I don't, don't do that in the morning. I, I, I kind of think this might be a good time to, uh, how long does it cast to do that invisibility sphere? Oh, it's just, it's a fairly short cast. It just only lasts 10 minutes, so we want to make sure that's the one we want. Because based on the maps that we had, um, hold on, let me go to those. Those were in handouts? Yeah. Yeah, Off the top of my head, that invisibility sphere doesn't get us in, it gets us out. No. You cast that in combat, and they're going to freaking... They're probably gonna just cancel that shit, right? Yeah, like out. we're like we're deep in a dungeon, we're all beat up, we gotta get out, we gotta sneak out. Like that's that's when we use it. The invisibility sphere goes away the second anyone does anything hostile. Yeah. So Or even moves quickly. You can move at a kind of normal pace, but you can't start booking. Yeah. It's designed specifically to prevent you from trying to do what you sounds like you want to do, which is either preemptive strike or I mean you could do a preemptive strike. But the second you do, every the jig is up, and everyone's everyone's. I feel there. like we probably want to save it for now. I feel like I agree. It may come in more handy. There may, I mean, if we might identify a specific place we want to sneak past or something, where it might. Just, I mean, because right now we're just feeling out the entryway. I mean, I would like to think that their most serious, their heavy hitters, probably aren't out the front door. I mean, so. It would seem kind of wasteful to get by the lookout post guys. Right. Just, just. I mean, that's my read of the situation. No, you're right. Yeah, I, I'm kind of looking. I think we looked, like I'm looking at a bunch of connected rooms, and it looks like there's doorways between them, but man, this is such a It is bleedy. a three-action cast in combat, so I can cast it in combat. So if we were to like do a kind of running retreat out of sight of the bad guys and then i cast it real quick we might be able to use it to hide but we wouldn't be able to move very fast we'd have to just cast invisibility and hope they give up looking for us right or like or like a situation like we encountered with that god-awful monster where we had to scurry by or sneak by or whatever like that like that that would have been the solution to that one right okay yeah all right i'm sold well mang yes how are you uh how are you feeling for... Uh, we've been through this doorway before, I think. No. No, you, you have not. No. Uh, no. Oh, wait a minute. No, compound. yeah, this yeah, this is the, the, the ledge that we've been on. Okay, so... Right. Okay. Well, I don't know. You want to check it for traps and locks? Yeah, and yeah I'll, ch- I'll check it for traps. I'm going to do that. Because I, I feel like this is where we can see some yeah, traps. Yeah, this is, this is actually this very is their front much... Door. Okay, you go down the corridor with the stairs, the hidden corridor, that you touch the brick, and it disappears, and it does the Diagon Alley of building the stairs. You go down that corridor, 
and sure enough, there is a door to the north in a tiny 10-foot corridor. Dougie looks at it. It does not seem to be trapped, and it also does not seem to be locked. You also, interestingly, can't hear a single thing on the other side of this door. Now, we are costumed in our cultist gear, so we could tr- maybe pull some kind of bluff, too. I don't know if thoughts on that. Well, that would be Gomez going first, because he's got the uh, the charisma. Yeah, my inclination, though, is enough with subtlety kicking the door, and we start killing. We go room <laughs> by room, Systematic Terminator sweep style, until, we, hit, until we start hitting things that we can't handle, and then we yeah. back out. You know what? Search and destroy. I kind of like that because that gives me the uh, free license to do my pincer move idea. Ever since we were on this, there, there's a... Okay, so Dougie is standing on this ledge. I'm going to ping the map. I'm over to the uh, east side of the hallway, and I'm overlooking that horrible uh, trench of raw sewage and horribleness. And actually... Steve, are there monsters down there that I see? There, it's just real fetid water, right? It's fetid water. Yes, it's fetid. I fell into it last it's, time. Yes. <laughs> and you had to take a, a roll just to fall into the water. Yeah, it's about six feet deep, too. Okay. As for monsters, well, jump into the water and start swimming No, no, no. I, I want to know uh, if I see them now. Okay, I don't see no, them you now. don't see any monsters. Okay. No, nothing just that you're aware of. Because yes. from where I'm standing, if I lean a little bit, can I see a ledge over here? Because I believe that that is on the map. Not easily. Yeah, it's on the map, but you can't see it easily from okay. where you are. So I'm thinking is, of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of climbing along that wall and poking my head around to see what's going on because I have ma- I have mad climbing skills. That is completely doable, sure. That's yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you could do that. And that way uh you guys can like like if somebody stands on this ledge and I and I peek through, I can like whisper like what what I see or give like a hand signal to uh to tell uh anybody looking at me uh what how many bad guys I see or if no. it's clear. According to our map, that appears to be where the lookout is. Sure, sure. That's really funny. So, so a guy will be looking out that door, and then, and then Dougie will be like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, is like I, I can't edge. repair, man. I'm not just going to just present myself at the window. You know, I'm, I could really climb funny. above their position and kind of look down. They're yep. not looking up. When they're looking out, they haven't seen us. They haven't seen. Basil traipsing through the sewage. So, whoever's looking out there isn't doing a good job because no alarm was raised. Like we had free access yeah, that's to this true. corner. I mean, just we could have just got lucky that no one. Yeah. Was there uh, so I- I'm thinking, and heck, if if they see me, then you know we're busting down doors anyway. All right, go for it, and I'll we'll go we'll go this I'll go this way. We'll have okay. a pincer maneuver. Yeah, right. you look at this wall. This wall is pretty easy for you to climb being the expert climber that you are because it is a rough master climber master climber because it's it's very rough and there's a lot of handholds and trying to do what you're describing which is climbing 10 feet to the north and then maybe five ten feet up and then ducking your head down from the top the sea in 
from the top of the hole as right. opposed to the bottom or the side. Yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah, the just description. Make sure your hat doesn't fall off. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so if uh, Gomez or uh, Basil could just like stand where I'm standing once I get out there and I can like. I'd say Gomez because he has dark vision, doesn't okay. he? Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep, I'm there. Uh, I'm popping my dark vision. Oh, actually, there was okay, there was light. There's no light here. Okay. There's light coming from there, but there's no light out here. Like the only light that you see yeah. is light coming from the cells of the the uh, the lair. We'll right. The lair, and that's it. But you should probably up it this way. It doesn't hurt to pop the. You have okay. dark vision potions. Yes. Might as well use them. All right. So all right, give me a roll. Give me right, the athletic skill action. Here we go. Here comes the first hero point being used as he rolls Jeez, a six. A 24, 24. That's actually fine because this is easy all right. to climb. All right. So you, you get over, you get over, and then do you want to do the little pop in? Yeah. You ready for the little and, pop and, in? And I'm coming from above looking kind of down like Spider Dougie, Spider Dougie. Does what everything a Spider Dougie does. All right. I'm going to tell you what you see. Ooh, look at that. You want to see what Dougie sees? Dougie, you're the only one who sees this. Oh, wow. Crazy. Well, I right, won't say anything. Let's do your stealth check, too, by accident. Let's see your stealth check. Let's see. Master. Oh, he's thief. quiet. <laughs> you're only trained in stealth. You're not a master in stealth. You see a very strange chamber. You see scattered throughout this blood-stained chamber. There are several filthy wooden tables about four feet tall. Inversion tables equipped with manacles for wrists and ankles. Weapons and implements hung on racks or stacked on shelves. And indescribable torture devices of all shapes and sizes. You see a short corridor that connects to a similarly outfitted chamber. You see a door to the west that is closed. You also notice that the walls appear to be blood-soaked and padded. This room appears to be quite soundproof. In addition, you see a man or a woman. You're not quite sure. They are equipped in the garments of the Skin Saw Cult. Although this one seems to be torturing some poor soul chained to the wall in the south. They seem to be sewing pieces of cloth to the person who is chained to the wall. You see several pieces of cloth hanging from this poor person's arms, faces, legs, and other parts of their body. Jeez. What do you do? All right. I assuming Gomez is going to the place where we spoke about where he's going to go. That is the correct assumption. Okay. I'm going to give the thumbs up and point toward the room. I'm not I'm not describing any of that to these guys. I'm going to say the room is I'm going to the room is like clear. Go in. It's all right, little man, we got the thumbs right, up. Go. I, I open up this door and I reach FBI open up. All right, I'll show you the picture of what this person looks like. Oh, FBI we have warrant. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Okay, hold on. Let's open up that door. Oh, wow. That's odd. Breach, breach. The door opens. Who goes where? Who does what? Hurry, go, go. Breach, breach. Uh, I am... Oh, if we're, not in, if we're not in combat, I'm going to keep moving. Keep going? Yeah. 
That's true. We're in our dis- we're in disguise. Well, they wouldn't necessarily attack well, us. Well, yeah. Right. So Lowman quickly runs to the north. Dougie flips over. Let me do a little bit of a skill check to make sure you don't fall on your ass. Uh, I that would be athletics. I rolled a thirty-one. So <laughs> he you, falls into the sewage. Yeah. No. He literally does a backwards flip, like woohoo, and jumps right down. Lands right parkour. next to the prisoner. Parkour, parkour. I have wall jumping. Oh, I got. Oh yeah, I forgot. You have like he has so many things that he literally parkours <laughs> in perfectly. Yeah. So the person who's you, torturing you took this all of poor, my things. Uh, you just yeah. you just wander in. You're just like, oh, is this where the party is? Am I in the right place, fellers? Because uh, this person who's torturing this this uh, poor poor soul is just doesn't even really look up and like looks up for a split second sees you in disguises and just keeps going and this prisoner is yelling and screaming what do you do interesting <laughs> yeah uh attack well you tell me what do you do you like you're just standing there and she's just uh this person is is still sewing and then you hear from underneath the uh the gruff mask this person seems to be wearing a mask of like a thimble it says Hand me those uh, pincers over there, will you? The rusty ones. Oh. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm not going to nope. stand and roleplay while this guy tortures anybody. I'm, uh, I'm attacking. I stick yeah. my head in and I comment, so this is paradise. I want that music to start because that's where we, that's where, that's where we, that's, that, that is our scene. We should be doing so, that. This is paradise. Screw this. Roll the... initiative. I'm drawing yeah. on this yeah. person. Yeah. Okay, that's I'm waiting for you to do. Okay. Oh, okay. I battle cry. Battle cry. See, finally, you finally get to do it. Roll yeah, first time. for combat. First time. First How time they I ever see first? the thing. We see the thing we're fighting before initiative is rolled. <sighs> Don't yeah. we get a surprise round? You will get a bonus on initiative. I will see. What oh my they roll? God, look at my initiative. I roll a two. You rolled a two. It's incredible. They rolled a twenty. <laughs> but well, Dougie put... flipping, not to, not to. I mean, I appreciate the art artistry of it, but Dougie flipping in through the window might have clued them in that this wasn't no. totally normal. No, yeah, but this person he was didn't... not even a thirty-five of threat. Yeah, they didn't, they did, they didn't respond because they didn't see it completely because they were too, yeah. too intent. Oh, don't worry, I'm going to give you bonuses. I didn't say I didn't. See, you got to give me a little credit here. Okay, Gomez, you use your battle cry first time ever. What does this do? Demoralize. Demoralize. I got a third time. Oh, dude, sell a little better than that. Come on, you can't just roll. I'm not allowing that to happen. You got to go in and say you got to do something. You got to you got to sell it. It's the whole point of you going in and like screaming, and yelling, and making this person drop their needle and thread. Free fish Fridays. I, well, I, I make I, I make I made my comment. It's like so. This is paradise, and I said, "Stop in the name of the law." This is the Edge Watch. You are all under arrest. There you go. Thirty-five. What's that against? I think you easily beat the beat it. Whatever it is, it's gotta be Will, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You beat them, so they are frightened. One, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Let me do. When let me you say they, as other, I guess it affects the tortured person. Let's well. let's double check. With a sudden shout, a well-aimed taunt, or, or a cutting put-down, you shake the enemy's resolve. Attempt an intimidation check against your target's will DC. Critical success, frightened two, success, frightened one. Okay, so you intimidate and scare them, and she or he is frightened one, although they go first. 
and seeing you all drop in, this person looks up and is like, Ah! You're not from the cult? And, uh, uh dr- like, interrupts the sewing, drops the needle and thread, pulls out a war razor in one hand and a short sword in another, and then they're done. Basil, you're up. Sword cane out. Devise a stratagem. 23. Mother. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and attack to try to suss out how hard they are to hit. Okay. You attack with your 23. Miss. I kind of assumed it would miss, but that's all right. They're very quick and nimble on their feet. And that's three actions. Okay, you're done. Gomez. You yeah, let me let me just let me take a look at what I see here. Kind of a little bit in the hallway, so you have kind of a. What does the view. demoralized do, by the way? Well, it makes them it, frightened, frightened. but only lasts till the end of their turn. So it it literally came and went. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's already gone. So uh, we just see that. Would you just see that one person, and we see that we see the, the the torturer and the victim. Yes, that's all you see, and you see a corridor to the north that winds into another room, but you have no idea what's there. I like I like multiple targets for electric arc. That's too bad. Yeah, electric arc anyway. I like the taser effect. Okay. Roll. Okay, reflex save. Tries to jump out of the way. Fails. Rolls a 23. Gets hit. 11 points of electricity. Zap. Okay, that's two actions. You got one action left. That is a good question. You know what? I'm going to uh, pull out my wand of manifold missiles in my other hand. So I have my staff in one hand. I got the wand. In the other. Oh. I thought you gave that to Basil. You're right. I did. I don't have that. All right. So it's a, a scroll of uh, heal is is what I pull out. Low Mang. All right. Low Mang. I forgot that your button turns my AC. All right. Crane stance activated. Surrender. It's hopeless. And I attack. Flurry. Usual. Blanking. 28. You hit. Nice. 14 points of damage. However, they then try to do something to you. Oh, no. As you hit this, uh, what are they called? A skin saw seamer, as in their seamstresses. Mm. Suddenly, they try to grapple you. That's right. Grapple you with a athletics check. Let's do their athletics check. What are they? Oh, it's pretty good. Plus seventeen. Is that is that is that a number of smaller skin saws dressed as one skin saw? Is that what that is? Well, that's wrong. Ha! One hundred sixty-two. Yeah, I don't know what that is. A twenty-two. I presume that will not even come close. I don't even know what it's up against. Let's see. It is. Let's look this up. This is going to happen over and over again. That is against your fortitude DC. What is your fortitude, Lomang? Your raw fortitude. My fortitude is plus fifteen. My fortitude save. I don't know if that's yeah. So it's fifteen. So that your DC is twenty-five. Came pretty close. They uh, they tried to grapple you, and fails. So that is a wasted reaction as they tried to grab you and tangle you up in their needle and thread and grab you, but you, you get out of it quickly. 
You're like, oh man, that was All right. close. All right, that was close. All right, attack number two. Yes, attack number two. That misses. 20, 22, 23 misses. Not and attack number three. Sure. And it's a miss. That is... 28 is a critical miss. Dougie is up. Wait, are you done? I'm done. Yeah, yeah, you have three attacks. Dougie, you're up. All right. Uh... You definitely didn't have your weapon out, unless you, because you, you needed two hands to climb. That's one thing that always happens, by the way. So. Oh, uh, uh, all right. It's in the rules. Yeah, I, but, but but I probably would not have. All right, I'll say you without took a weapon. weapon. Fine. I mean, yeah. Well, no, I'll say you have your weapon, but you have to. Sure. You have to pull it out. You need two hands to climb. That's part of the rules. So, okay. Unless you get a feat that says you get one, which you don't. Have. It was probably your drawing the weapon that that made it attack us. Yeah, that's fine. I would say you drew your weapon. And yeah, yeah. Uh, my battle cry is, uh, you're under arrest, sugar, and I attack with my Mangosh first. Miss. And that's a 25. Miss. Wow. Oh, dear. Not a great start. Girl, an eight. Getting all the bad rolls out of the system. Double slice. Double all right. slice. First attack misses. All right. That you, you hit. Okay. You do... Let's see, thirteen piercing damage plus seven for sneak attack, so twenty points of damage. All right, chunk. You take off a big hunk of them. All right, and now I will attack with a rapier as the third attack. Wow, and I roll a three. Melee goes. Melee's seeing all this and says, Help, Jevron! Help! Intruders! Intruders! Uh-oh. Oh, good. I need more targets. Yeah, this is exactly what... Yeah, all right. Melee runs into the northern room and disappears. Basil's up. Well, I guess we're going after or them, or we don't know if it's a... It's, it's ironic. I almost cast the so like a Tanglefoot. Oh, uh, really? Almost, like a Tanglefoot bag? I almost did. And I was like, nah, uh, that's dumb. You go to the north. You see... No, I'm trying to figure out if that's one move or two. Sorry. I forgot to measure the distance. Five, ten, I got that 20, as 25. 25. So that's still one yep. move. Yep. You see a room to the north. It looks very similar to the room to the south. It does appear to be padded. All these rooms are padded. So it looks like it's soundproof. These look like torture rooms. By the way, there's another prisoner to the western wall, Basil, that you see that is chained to the wall that also has more of uh, the clothing and stuff attached to them. Uh, right over here to the north, there's an Iron Maiden right there. All right. Do I see that guy around the corner? Yeah. Yeah, you see them. All right. Well, in that case, guy. I'm going to... Since I since they called for help and I was expecting there to potentially be two of them, I'm going to go the electric arc route. Or wait, I should probably hmm. Hmm, I should indeed. probably make room for someone else to get into the room though. Or no, they can run through my square. Alright, electric arc it is. Uh where'd my electric Oh there it is, okay. So you run to the north, round the corner, you see two people to the south and a iron maiden to the north. You Try to hit them. First one will go. First is Jevon. 
with their reflex save. Makes it. And then melee. Critical success. So the one to the south takes eight points of damage. And the other takes zero. zero. And that was three actions. Okay. Oh, by the way, I did. I would assume I did cast my long strider again. Well, I didn't my, know that. I probably should. When we were doing daily prep, I'm sorry. But yeah. All right. Now you have long strider on. But I have no level two spell slot. Gomez, you saw them run away. You see Basil in the corner of your eye. What do you mm. do? You're pretty far, though. Tactical. All right. All right, party. Tactical or RP? What do I do? Tactical. Yeah, right. we're way past RP. This guy's bleeding and <laughs> not happy. Can I get to, can I get to the corner right behind uh, Basil in one action? I don't know what's your movement. Is it twenty five? Yeah, that's forty. So that's right, forty so, to move there. So that's so that's so that's two actions. That'll, that'll give you two actions up there. All right. So RP it is. I one action. I step into the room next to the victim. And for my next two actions, I try to release the victim. Okay, that's actually good. Yep, there's some manacles on them. And you can give me a... What is that? I don't know. Hold on. Thievery, pick the lock. Sure, you can use thievery. It's two actions, actually, to do that. Boom, 17. 17. You need a little bit more time. But it looks like it's not too hard to pick these locks if you wanted to spend some time or even break them. They look like these manacles are not of the best quality. So the person sort of looks up and just says to you in a barely audible voice, Help me! Help me! And it looks like a middle-aged man. Like, help! Yes. While, while I work to, to remove the manacles, I try, I try to calm them using my diplomatic voice and my, and my, with my goblin face and my, and my toothy mouth, <laughs> despite yes, those yes. things. Things will be okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, Mang's trying to run in there. Stay calm. We're here to help. <laughs> okay, Lo Mang. Let's see. Let's see you run in. Oh, I go there. Okay, that provokes. Masley will attack you as you Who? run. Masley. That's Mally. The one. Is it Mally? Oh, Mally. Yeah, sorry. Mally attacks you as you run by them. Is that attack of opportunity? It's something. You don't know what it was, but you're running Can by. I use my reaction on its reaction? What's uh, your reaction? My cream flutter? Yes, but it'll be used up for the rest of this round. So yes, you right. Can. So if they attack me, then I will do my crane flutter. Yes, actually, but then you have to stop your movement if you do that. I believe. Really? Okay. Yes. I'm double checking. But I think it would have like oh well I don't I don't know what their attack is so I don't know what triggers it. So these actions can be used even when it's not your turn. You get one reaction per counter round, and you can only use it when a specific thing. Once often. So the reaction it would have to read. We'd have to read how it works. You might be able to, but it'd probably stop you um, from getting to where you're trying to get. So you would like get it like there. You would you would do it right there. That's good when they're attacking you. When you're to the north, okay. you're moving That's past fine. them. So you would get stopped there if you want to try to use it. They're going to try to war razor you. A 34. Does that hit your 28? Yes, it does. 
and you take 11 points of damage as they cut you. Cut you with a literal razor blade. So nice. So nice. Mm. Now what? Now what's so what's your nice. reaction? Okay, what's so now I attack. Okay. So no, my my crane flutter it makes my armor class go to thirty, but they they hit me, so it only I can only get my counter a strike if they miss. So that that I don't get anything for that. But it is my turn, so I attack. Okay. Right, but you would have to say I don't think you get to use it because I don't know twenty four. You miss. We should figure that out because it's weird because it's like they're reacting and how do I do I get to use a reaction on their reaction? No, no, no. This is the way it works. You're targeted. Before I roll my attack, you say if you're using it or not. And then you say, yes, I use it. Then your AC goes up. And then the, the attack goes. That's right. So all of that happened, right? Okay. They targeted me. Yeah. And then I you used tried it. To they, use it. Yep. they beat my 30. Yep. If the attack misses, you can immediately right. make a crane strike. Yep. And minus two penalty. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. You could have done that. I'll say that's fine. All right. Yep. So it didn't happen. So second yeah. attack. Yep. 26. You hit. Oh, jeez, finally. Barely. 13 points damage. Which one are you attacking? The one that just attacked you? Yep. Okay. After you hit it, it again tries to tangle you up. So wait a second. It's now got two reactions? Oh, no, it doesn't. You're right. It used up its reaction. You're correct. It used its reaction. It does not have two reactions. All right. It good. tries to tangle you up and remembers that it already used its reaction and can't do that. You got it. <laughs> All right. So I actually um, have one more action left, and I'm going okay. to step over here. All right. You're stepping behind them. All right. Jevron is up. Jevron is the new one. And Jevron pulls out their war razor and will attack. Well, Basil's the only one in the in the room. That it can... Oh, no. That oh does God. not look good. Does a 40? Damage is nothing. Yeah, the damage. Look at that damage. That's terrible. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is damage. How can that be right? Well, it's 9 times 2, so that's 18, plus deadly. So that's um, 25 points of damage. So uh, 25 points of damage on Basil. I don't like that. That's not yeah. so bad. That's not so bad. He's like, okay, that's okay. Now, now I think the bad damage is much better. Yeah, that's more. That's more like it. And then it tries, it tries to do something to you. What will it do? I do not accept it's doing something to me. It will actually just use its warrior again. Unfortunately, does a twenty-seven hit you? Just barely eleven points of damage, and you're stunned, Dougie. You see Basil crying, and you see feathers flying. You realize things are not going well for your right. friend. I see Gomez has got this under control, I think. And I'm going to move one, two, three, four, five for my first action. And there's one, there's two, two for yeah. that action. Okay. Actually, no. I'm going to do... Why don't you describe what you're doing other than talking? Well, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, 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 I'm ending my first movement on top of Basil, and I do have to take another move action to get past him. I am going to just make a skirmish strike 
I'm gonna step and then attack Maui. You gotta put Maui down like a dog. And I'm just gonna use my rapier for that. Or Maui. Okay. That is a miss. 24. I missed the mall already. Jeez. I remember the mall used to hit a lot. Um, The rapier doesn't hit for shit. Yeah. And I might as well just do the rapier. These guys are agile. They're like ducking and weaving and bobbing. I'm going to do a... uh, Whatchamajig and a... a, uh, Mongosh? Rapier for two. No, there's no point in... Okay. I just have one action left, and I roll a critical four. miss. Well, that wow! Was amazing damage too, if you hit, but you didn't. You're done. Me, Mally, Mally goes. Oh, Mally. Oh, Mally. Mally can't get to Basil, unfortunately. So, what's this red thing uh, north a, of a bag Dougie. of loot? Mm, yes, it's a bag of loot. It looks like a. It looks like a doodle. It looks like of an something. Iron Maiden that's taking up that. There's like lots oh, nice. of tables and stuff okay. like all over the place. That's an Iron Maiden. Okay. Store. Can't really go into that square. Uh, Mally decides to. Eh, uh, Lo Mang. Lo Mang, you look. Uh, you look like you can so, use some so... damage. All right, so it's attacking me. You did not get to. You already use used it. Thing. You did not get to use it. That that was used on your turn. When your turn begins is when all of your reactions reset. So you used it already. Short sword twenty five misses. Miss. Tries to hit you with its other weapon, the short sword, and its other hand. That sucks. But then it's going to try to do parry and counter attack and hit you again with its short sword. Oh, that's a good one. Gets past your defenses, hits you for 13 points of damage. And then it will then try to attack you one more time. But this time with its war razor. And this time it seems to be hitting a hunk of flesh. It seems to want to take a piece of you out. Eesh. Oh, but it misses. Shame too, because that would have been funny if it uh, hit you. Basil, you're up. All right. Well, I probably can't attack around the corner. You can. There's just minuses. All right. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna devise a stratagem to attack around the corner. If that doesn't work, then I'll cast a spell against okay. melee. Okay. Twenty-eight. I'm going to go ahead and do that attack. I think that's gonna hit. All right. Let's see. Even with the minus two, the minus two cancels out the plus two, and I think it hits. We'll find out. Go right ahead. Oh. You hit. <laughs> so, um. Nice. Wait, I'm looking at a. He rolled one? No, 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 no. We're using Devise a Stratagem. The All Devise right. a Stratagem is the attack roll if I use it. It's just we don't really have a good system oh, to, do da- I see. to do the damage in that case. So I just re roll the attack, but the to hit roll has already been processed. Got it. So you hit, and you do 12 points of damage. I knew it was either a 26 or a 27, so I figured it was... Oh, wait, you also get the, the sneak attack, right? You yeah, get I get the precision too. damage. Ooh, seven more. You snuck in. You did your strategy and figured out a way to sneak it in and poke him. All right. And One action left. since I've been taking a little bit of a beating, I'm going to raise shield. 
All right. Actually, before that happened, it's going to do its reaction. I forgot that. And it's going to try to grab you. Does that happen before shields go up? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. So. Um... All right. Oh, my God. What is your fort, Basil? Because I only rolled a 22 to try to grab you. Uh, let me double check, but I think it's plus 13. I actually looked it up when Chris was doing it. Just to... Yeah, plus 13. Misses by one, tries to grab you, and you get out just That's in the nick amazing. of time. Trying to get you, but they keep Woo! trying to grab you with their needle and thread, and you're like, damn it, I don't know what they're doing, but it doesn't oh. look good. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is, but I don't want them to do it to me. You're done. Gomez, you're you're down there talking to the prisoner. Yep. yep. Trying to trying to free the prisoner. The battle is getting away, so I cast Fleet Step on myself to increase my speed 30, so I'm now moving to 55. That's two actions. Last action, I again try to release the prisoner and make them as comfortable as possible. That takes two actions to uh, pick a lock. To pick a lock? Yep. Uh, can, 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 things go, can things go over turns? Like, can I do like no. one action nope. of it now? Not for this. Nope. All right. Well, I cast a spell, and I... Yeah, one action left. Yeah, well, my, with my with my last action, I uh, put away my uh, scroll that I did something with when I was when I tried last time. Okay, low man, you're up. All right, let's do this again. Crane wing attack. Mally, try to hit Mally. You roll a twenty-five. You miss. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh shoot, I just realized something. So bad. I should have shared the stratagem with Dougie, but I forgot to say it, so it doesn't I can't do it this turn. I don't even know you have that. Twenty! You miss. Come on, Wallman, hit so I can Nope. Three oh whiffs. Three freaking whiffs. You still got another attack. Nope. You oh no, I do, action. I do, you're right. I do. Yeah, because I didn't or I can move. It's up to you. Uh I attack, why not? Okay, here we go. You never know. You have, you might roll a 20. Yeah, you they might, kept going. Uh, 25, 20, 19, 14. They get worse and worse and worse. Wow. Javon. Javon. Javon's up. Oh, I used the wrong. No, no, that's right. Oh, Javon. Oh, it's got a target-rich environment. Got Basil. Got Dougie. Got Lomang. Too many people. Uh, this guy only has his war razor out. So Javon is going to do something weird. First, they're going to pull out their short sword. For the first action. Now they have a short sword in one hand, more war razor in another hand. Second action, they're gonna attack Dougie with the short sword. Oh, oh. that's a miss. That sucks. Nah, that's... All right. That's Third a good thing. action, it will attack you with their war razor. Oh, look at that. That's a hit. Eleven points of damage. A Ouch. big chunk of flesh. And you're he's done. They're they're like cursing, and they're 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 like they're not saying a lot of they're not like yelling or making alarm or anything. They're just sort of cursing under their breath as they're fighting you. Uh, your imposters, interlopers, seize them. That gear up. Yeah, we're the ones who are cursing. I am going to do a let's do a double slice on Maui. Start with a Mangosh. Striking. Is, that, yeah. is, is the striking working? Yeah. Ten God. points of damage. damage. Okay. And the rapier. I get a plus two. That's 31. You hit. Nice. Some hits. 11 points of damage. 
and that is all. And then Malley tries to take your arm and grab you with that. Yeah. There oh, we go. No. 27. I guarantee. I don't know what your fort is, but I guarantee it's, it's not. Plus, plus 18. Plus is it plus 17? No. Yeah. Is it? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. It still hits. My fort is. Oh, 13. Plus 13. Oh, my, reflexes. <laughs> 13. my reflexes plus 17. Sorry. Okay. This is what happens. You are grab and grappled by Maddie, and you are now caught up in their needle and thread. You are now flat footed and restrained, and you can't move unless you break out of it. Are they my level? Um, or below? Interesting. Or that lower, is different. Yeah. That's flanking. This is not flanking. This is a gra- this is being flat-footed by restraints. The other one is flat-footed by flanking. That is a different uh, condition. So, so they are your level, but it doesn't work because it's not a flanking attack. It's just uh, the condition of being grappled. If you look up the grapple, is that you are flat-footed and restrained. That's all. You still, I think, have one action left. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. And I am going to... Oh, just let's let's do the rapier on him. Wow, well, that's with... Oh, Maddie shoot. Is a can ball. I do that? Yeah. Can I backtrack and call that a stir- skirmish strike uh, with? It's Why? basically the same result. I, I step five feet and then I uh, attack. Right. I get a five-foot step. I'll let you do that. Yeah. Okay, you do that. So now here's the fun thing. You are being grappled, and oh, you can't take a five-foot step. You're being restrained. You can't move. You're grappled. That's part of it. <laughs> You're stuck okay. there. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You're being grappled. The seamer, Melee, stitches a piece of cloth to your face. Give me a reflex saving throw. As okay. they try to stitch cloth to your face while you're being grappled. Okay. Ew. Well, I've got a plus 17 on this, so there should be. All right. No. Go, go All right, Dougie. Up. What could happen? What could happen? Here we go. Oh, no. And I oh, roll no. Five. 22. Oh, no. You roll a five. Do you wish to use a hero point? You know what? You Let's see what happens. No. No. I'm not okay. Okay, the piece of cloth gets attached to your face as they use two actions, two actions, to sew it to your face. While you have the cloth on your face, you are, let's see. Probably blind. That's right. It goes over your eyes, and you are considered dazzled, which means anything you try to attack, you have a 20% mischance, basically. And everything is concealed from you. So you now have a piece of cloth over your eyes. And you, um, yeah, you can try to tear it out, but it's like, it's literally like sewn into your flesh. That's two actions. For its third action, it uh, decides to, uh, to flay you with its war razor. Oh no. And that's a crit, because you're flat-footed. So that's a 36, so your AC is uh, 
two less. Is I'm flat-footed because so because he's un, like hidden You're or grappled. undetected? You're grappled. You're grappled. You're grappled. You have like threads on you. Yeah, that too. You have twenty points of damage, plus five for deadly, plus one for backstabber because you're flat-footed. It always does extra damage. So you take 26 points of damage. He also manages to slice a strip of flesh from you, and you are now bleeding as a piece of your skin has been flayed off of you. Basil, you're up. Dougie is looking really bad. This is really kind of unpleasant. (laughs) And you're still grappled, by the way. I'm going to devise a stratagem on uh, Javon. Yes. Actually, you're not grappled. Uh, You're no longer grappled. That's the good news. You try to devise a stratagem. You roll a four. Shoot. Then I'm going to cast Electric Arc. On both of them, obviously. All right, Javon goes first. Critical success. Mally goes second. Critical success! Oh, what garbage. Yeah! Ace is wild! Woo-hoo! 20 and 20 year old. That is the wow. same odds as getting double deuce. That's right. Wow. No damage wow. on both of them. Gomez, you're up. I'm sorry my comrades need me. Uh, try to stay still. We'll be back. And I bolt out of there. Good move. 55 now. So let's see what's going on in this room that I cannot see from my vantage point. I move past my comrades to the location just north of Dougie. Well, you can't move there. There's, something a, there's there. an iron meat in there. That's an there's iron, iron meat in there. All right. So, so to, to directly to the east of the Iron Maiden. That you can do. And uh, I touch Dougie and bestow upon him the magic of freedom of movement. Except he's not Which grappled I already anymore. have, but that's okay. Unless that's something... Wait, that... you have freedom of movement? I'm not grappled. I lost grapple. But that's... Like, when you come in, you don't see me being grappled. Oh, okay. So... So, so the only thing I see is that crap, that crap on your face. Uh, yeah. I've got I've got uh, a little... Uh, got a bit of food on my face. I haven't, I haven't wiped it <laughs> off. piece of cloth. Stitched over your eyes. Ignore yeah, that. Yeah, I thought I thought they were binding you up in thread and stuff. I thought they were. They, they were, were but uh, it loses it if they don't maintain it. You lose it right away. That's what happens. It, it has to be maintained from turn to turn. I see. So you just got a thing in front of them. Okay, good. That actually saves me. I didn't want to use that sl- slot. Honestly, give me okay. one quick second to readjust. So I go and I move into that position. I realize I, I don't need to free him. Is anybody like nobody? Everybody else is fine, right? Nobody else is all uh, grappled or conditioned or nope. messed up. No, not bite, yet. Bite them, Seth. That's the best thing you can do. Bite them. Nah, I like uh, I, I let the, let the, the, the old standard. Uh, we'll we'll hit him with the uh, shock and shock. Okay, they're pretty good at dodging those. He's rolled two natural twenties in a row. Okay, let's see. Let's try it again. Come on, Jebron. Come on, Jebron. Oh, still success. Wasn't a natural 20. All right, Melee. Come on, Melee. Oh, failure. All right. Melee gets hit. Ouch. Wow, 17 points of damage. That's like max damage for you. Nice. Ouch. They both get hit. You stink. Lomang, you're up. Lomang. I have a quick question. How does heightened work exactly? 
heightened. Like heightened plus four. What does that mean? When you are, what what are you trying to do? I just want to know what that means. He's looking at electric art from Gomez. No, no, I'm not attack. looking at electric art. I have my my. I'm just wondering my, when my key strike gets better. I mean, I'm eighth level. Your key. And it, well, it only happens on odd levels, so your key strike will happen when you can cast basically fifth level spells, which is ninth level. So when you hit ninth level, your key strike goes up. That's how it works. That's the plus four? Yes, it's plus plus four on spells, because it's considered a spell. So when you can cast level five spells, and then also when you can cast level nine. You and I have discussed this like five times, by the way, so... I know, it's very confusing, though. Not No, it's it's actually not. It's heightened is always just to do with spell level. It's always spell level. So it's... And you can cast... Every two levels, you can cast another spell level. So at level one, you cast level one spells. At level three, two. Level five, three, and so forth. So when you can cast level five spells, which is level nine, then you can cast Titan. And then when you so can cast level nine spells, one. then you can cast it, which I think is level 15 or something. Right, or yeah, it's way up there. All right, so yeah. I this Mally has got to go down. You do have two key points, but you have two focus points, not one. I know. All but right. they're very valuable. Like, Yeah, but you can... Uh, that's true. Like, if you use two, you can only get one back. Unless true. you have a special feat. That's true. I'm not going to use it yet. I'm just going to use Crane Wing. i got to be able to hit. Just hit him. Please, just hit him. Nope. Can't hit him. 23. Oh, my God. This is maddening. Six. Hey, lucky hit. Oh, my goodness. Minimum damage, but... You hit That's all right. 10, 20 points of damage. Oh, did I crit it? Oh, I crit Boom. It. Wait, wait, wait. As a reaction to my ally who hits a monster within my striking range, I can attack. Now, I think I do this before he attacks? Is, is, no. Is, okay. Before who attacks? Before uh, Chris moves or takes another action. Yeah, it, well, it yes, goes now. Yeah, you yeah. have to do it right now. Right. Let's do it right now. Okay, so I'm going to strike with my rapier. Okay. There we and go. You hit. And that is now. I have negatives though. I have negatives. What? What are the negatives? Oh, I've got all of these icons. I'm bleeding. I've got. Oh right, uh... right, 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 right. Okay, so you hit, but you have to make a DC yes five check to see if you actually hit them. Okay, so, so I'm gonna roll, roll a d20. And roll a five or higher, and you manage to hit them. Because you have a piece of cloth on your face, you roll it, you hit. And I do. You do, so good job. So you do uh, 11 points of damage. How dare you put Holy cloth on my still face? Alive. Still alive. All right. alive. Barely. I'll attack again. Okay. Man, that's a mess. Critical mess. Can you believe that was the first I'll time I could use my ability in this in this fight? Okay. The first round, I'm defending. Oh. So yeah, because I've I've hit one. I've yeah, I know. eight attacks and I've hit once. I've yeah. hit actually more than that. I think. Yeah, and I was gonna actually hit when Basil hit. Uh, what is it, Jevon? I was gonna use it there. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I want to use it on Maui because then we can take down Maui. Yeah, take it out. So I'm gonna just wait till. Lomeng's uh, uh, gotta hit once. And Lomeng is whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And it's like, well, there goes that opportunity. I know. Okay. This is what this person's doing. Jevon sees that you have cloth covering your face. Jevon is going to spend their first action to try to grapple you. 
They roll a 33. You are grabbed as Great. they spend their time to wrap you up in their their silks and stitching. And then quick stitch. Oh, that's right. Now Jevon decided, you know, I think another piece of cloth over his mouth will look oh so elegant and start stitching cloth over your mouth. Give me a reflex save. I can't disagree with him. I, I, I do kind of like the idea. Oh, of course, now roll a one. Oh, critical. I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to use a hero point on that one. Are you sure? Oh, you sure? Yes, you don't I'm want to sure. use it? It's only a roll. roll the critical. It can't be that bad a critical There failure. we go. There you go. There's a uh, 34. That might be a critical success, actually. Well, Unfortunately, because you already have a piece on you, what are you doing? It's one less. So that goes from a success down to failure. So you now what? have... Yes, that's how it works. Because the more pieces you have on you, the worse it gets. Because you are oh slowly being turned into a creature. A stuffed animal, if you will. A stuffed duggy. <laughs> so, a 34 you know, isn't a critical success? No. It's just a oh, success. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, just a regular success. That's but amazing. But it's one save worse because they have stuff on you. So it's actually now failure. So you are now... Um, we will make you clumsy. So you're clumsy. It doesn't one. matter. Yeah, sure. Make me clumsy. I'm not going to hit anything anyway, so... Yeah, that's right. You're clumsy one. And you now have stitching over your mouth and your eyes. And it is, it's a beautiful sight to be seen. Dougie, you're up. Well, now I know I have to get this crap off me. <laughs> you're just a raggedy man. Jeez. Uh, How do I get this crap off me? What's involved? What mechanics are involved in Dougie that? Dougie does the dance of the seven If veils. you have a free hand, you can just grab it. <laughs> I don't. See what happens. So I guess I will spend something. an action to sheath uh, a, a weapon, my man Gosh, and then I'm now I have a free hand. Okay, so you are now a free hand. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna do what I need to get this stuff off me. Uh, I'm gonna take. Well, which one? You have one on your oh, mouth oh, and oh, one oh. on your eyes. Uh, the one in my eyes. Okay, you pull it off. Roll a d6. By the way, it's the beginning of my turn. I have bleed damage. That happens at the end of your turn. Oh, okay. All right. D6? Yes. All right. D6. Oh, one. That's got to be good. You take one point of damage. Oh, that's actually the You pull okay. the stitching out, and the good news is you didn't lose an eye, and you can now see. So one point of damage, and right. the only thing you have left, and that was one action, so you got one action left. Yeah, now I'm going to get the rid of the thing on my mouth. All right. Pull that off. And roll a d6. Ouch. Four points of damage as it tears out part of your lip. And whatever facial hair you had is now gone as well. Now, do I still take the bleed damage off? Because those things yes. are... Yes. All so right. this that's separate. So you, now you will take two bleed, bleed damage. damage. Is it two bleed damages or one? I, I roll it. So one d6. You take six more points of bleed damage. So you took five points from the stitching, six from the bleed, and now you just roll a natural d20. And if you roll a 15 or higher, the bleed damage just stops. That's all. 15 or higher. Okay. Yeah, you, you failed. You rolled a four. 
So you're still bleeding, and you're done. And now Mally's up. Now Mally is in bad shape. Mally looks like Mally's about to go down. Because Mally is uh, covered in uh, wounds from Mr. Lomang. Hmm, I'm thinking, what can they do? Hmm, they're going down swinging. So, Lomang, <laughs> short sword! All right, Crane Flutter. 36. I mean, they never miss. It's incredible. That's, That's a crit, incredible. isn't it? No, because oh. he has his he's 20. My armor class is 30. Oh, yeah, so wow. it's a normal hit. I rolled an 18. 15 points of damage. And then they try to hit you with their war razor. Flaying your skin to take a piece and then eat it. Ugh. Oh, 20 is a nope. mess. No pieces for him. No soup for you. Try it again. Oh, that's, that's a mess. Critical mess. Oh, well. They were trying to take a piece of your flesh and eat it to try to gain your power. And yeah. get your key. Uh, you cannot it did not work. Key. Basil, there's some pretty horrible stuff going on in front of you. It's uh, it's pretty grisly. You're up. I'm going to devise a stratagem on Javon. Oh, Pretty much the same thing as before. Don't kill Javon. Oh, boy. 27. We'll see. Okay, then I'm going to attack. You don't get a plus two because you already have... Or you do get a plus two because the advisor stratagem gives you a plus two. Well, it gives me the difference between using my dex and my intelligence, which is plus two. So, in reality, I should be giving you a plus two to advise your stratagem because it shouldn't be plus 16. It should be plus 18, correct? Your your base attack is plus 16. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, then I should be getting an additional plus two on top. Okay, so you hit a 29. Okay. You hit, so you'll do nine points of damage. Can you share that with Dougie? And the precision. Yes. And I say, Dougie... When he swings his razor, his 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 left there's a spot under his left arm. So I, I do shared stratagem. I now see he's it. Put to Dougie. That sucks. And I have a third attack left, so I'm just gonna go with a regular attack. Okay. That's no, a miss. That misses. Uh, now is that a melee attack? Yeah, he was using melee attack. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to use my uh, which jig hoochie uh, hocus pocus. And do a strike on Jevron, okay? Yeah, Jevron. I'm gonna use my rapier. Is this the opportune backstab or whatever? Yeah, this is a 27 because he's flat-footed to me. No, oh, is he flat-foot? Why is he flat-footed to you? Because he shared stratagem. How good is that? You hit. That actually was the difference between missing and hitting. Yeah. Oh, so and you do you do 25 points of damage? Holy crap! Yeah, that was a good thing. That was a really so you good do 15 thing. piercing and 10 sneak attack. All right, yeah. that, that did a lot of damage. He's in bad shape. You suck. All right. Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're already grabbed. He Chris can't Cross. do anything else to you. You know what he's going to do? What are you attacking him with? My rapier is all I have. I have a free arm. Okay, watch this. He's going to try to attack your rapier. God, what is what your reflex now? DC? Plus 17. He rolls a 27 to disarm you. Success. Weaken your target's grasp until the start of the creature's next turn. Oh, so you get a plus two and... Okay, so he tried to disarm you when you attacked him. He tried to knock your weapon out. He did not succeed, but now you have a minus two to attacks with that item. 
until the start of your creature's turn. No, so that's not that great. That sucks, actually. All right, Gomez, you're up. So it's only till the beginning of your turn, which means you can re-grab it. So it's only good if someone else does it right afterwards. Oh, wow, this arm sucks now. This arm is, like, really bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Can you use, like, multiple actions, though, to do it? Yeah, I mean, the only way it works now is if you do a critical success. Yeah, only if a critical success will knock them out of their their hands now. Gomez, you're up. Sorry. Turning up the volume, extend my Shocking Grasp to make it a ranged spell, and a Shocking Grasp, uh, Jevon. Oh, boy. Oh, no. (laughs) Let's see. You would do a critical? That's a critical hit. For 40 points of damage? Am I reading that right? Damn straight. Damn straight. And a persistent two. Only if they're wearing metal. And they are wearing assorted rags and textures. So The war razor doesn't count? (laughs) No, it has to be... If oh, it has wearing, to be like chain mail, right. like play mail. Like, yeah. yeah, it has to be significant metal. It's not like although that thimble on their head. Uh, it's not enough. It's actually not enough. It's probably it's non- basically there's... basically it's their armor, and they're wearing leather armor yeah. underneath this, so it does not count. Anyhow, still as you hit for ouch. forty points of damage, they're still up. Although Jebron looks, wow, you see still smoke up. coming out from under the thimble, Jebron, and you smell. Bacon. Uh, Lomang, you're up. <laughs> like, All right, let's that smells, that smells like some good eats. I want to finish this. Alright, crane wing attack. There we go. Oh my god, did you actually hit? I can't even tell. He actually, actually hit. hit. That is amazing. That's what happens when you roll a 17. Nice. Down goes Melly. Yeah. I should have moved. We should have moved first. All right, so that's the end of the flurry, I guess. And, yep. Uh, I can move there and I can attack. Yeah, you can move on top of Melee. They're, they're, they drop and you move on top of them. And Jebron's the only one left. Oh, my go. God. I guess Natural you're making 20. up for lost. You're making <laughs> up for lost That's time. how we do. <laughs> for Edgewatch. Oh, two kills. Yes. One shot, nice. two kills. Actually, we're not wow. out yet. Dougie, you are bleeding still. So when it's your turn, you can do a single DC check to try to staunch the bleeding when it's your turn. So just give me a... It's a DC 15 check the first time. So you're like... Do you want me to do that now? Yeah, just do it now. Oh, okay, okay. You're like, guys, that's great. I'm still bleeding to death over here. And I'm still bleeding. Does magical healing make it go away? Nope. Nope, nothing does. Two points of damage. I'll explain that later. Uh, now you can do another check, but it's only DC 10 to see if it goes away. Oh, okay. It's like the first time you do it, it's a 15, and it's two actions, but then after that, it's a 10. I was going to say, it okay, sounds so, now so it's bad. Gone. So okay, you, you managed to get rid of it. Persistent damage is actually very hard to get rid of. It's uh, You either have to do something specific, but healing doesn't do it. It's like you have to do something very specific, and it's two actions. Depending on what it is, though, the DC can go down to, like, 10 or 5. So, for example, like, if the persistent damage was fire, you can say, okay, I try to put it out with my hands, and I'll say, okay, the DC is now 10. But if you say, okay, I'm going to start to put it out with water, I'll say, okay, now the DC is 5. 
I see. So it's it's situational. That's how it works. That's cool. I like that actually. That's yeah. A it's cool not. Mechanic. There's no automatic way. Healing does not do it though. If it goes down every round, I kind of like that. It's okay that it's tough at the beginning. Well, it does if you spend the time. Otherwise, it's the same every round. Anyhow, hmm. you have knocked out or taken down these two people. They are dressed in rags, the fun assorted rags and textiles, and they have collapsed. You also see another prisoner to the east, and they also appear to be badly, badly traumatized and unconscious, and also has lots of pieces of cloth sewn to their body. Oh, jeez. Ew. Uh, well, we'll include them in our treat, our treat wounds hand wave healing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. I I can uh, unlock. I only spend one round to unlock people. But yeah, you can you can easily. uh, Yeah, you know. Yep, yep. You unlock them. You could easily unlock the prisoners. Take off the manacles. They they seem to be badly traumatized. (laughs) Yeah. And they're severely wounded, but it doesn't look like any of them are going to die. But as soon as you 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 free them. Like, Carry them in help here. Help us. Help yeah. us, please. Help us take us out of here. Well, help you need us. to stay here while we no. get rid of the rest. No. Help us. Help us. We get us. all that stuff off of them, okay? So they stop asking for help. Can you tell us anything about who you are or how you came to be yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. Are they crazy? Uh, they're the middle-aged man says, I'm, I'm curling... I'm a beggar on the streets, and they took me, they took me from the streets, and I've been here, they've been torturing me slowly, I don't know how long I've been here, I don't know, I'm sorry, can you please help me? Okay, so he's crazy. Please leave from this place. Uh, what about the other, uh, prisoner? Yeah, we can... Seems like a, uh... A woman, she's like, ah, I'm Tamania. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a coastal monger. I sell fruits and vegetables from a handcart in the street, and I was just putting my fruits away for the evening, and someone hit me on the head, and the next thing I know, I woke up here. They've been torturing me. They don't ask any questions. All they do is is torture us and sew cloth to us and tell us about how they're going to drain us of our blood and use our skin for their sacrifices. Please, please, can you please? We we can't stay here. We can't stay here. If you don't free us, we're going to go. We're going to go on our own. And they're getting up. They're like, they're getting out of here. Whether you take them or not, they're leaving. So what do you do? All right, so uh, I, I like I deploy my uh, my charisma and my and my oratory. Go go charisma. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got group impression. I got group coercion. I got I got all kinds of group skills now. And uh, uh, I diplomatize them and I explain to them that it's not safe. If you if you leave now, you only be captured again. Uh, we, we have to we, like we have to remove the threat. And then, and uh, then we can take you out. Is there like? Do you know of anybody else that's here? Um, well, tell me which one you're doing, because they're very different. Which one? Tell me exactly. Are you using group impression or group coercion? Oh, group impression. I'll do a start with group impression. 
Okay. You give me a, a diplomacy skill. Check. And I show him my badge. That magic item badge that gives me a plus. Oh, that's right. Okay. Give me a check. 32. So, let's see. You try to make an impression with them. And so, all you do is um, you go one step up from whatever they were. So, well, that, that's great. You're going to escort us out, right? You're, you're the cops. That's your job. It's your job to take us out of here. Yes, but we have other things we need to do while we're here. We, we don't care. Just... We don't care. They're going to kill us. <laughs> they don't care. We don't care. That's the citizen for you. Our authority. There's a room nearby that they don't know about. Can we put? Would you be willing to wait there until we're ready to leave? Yeah, I, like I, I, I still got that. I still got that. The, the, like I'm not, I'm not done on my, on my uh, diplomatizing. Like, are they uh, 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 friendly or helpful to me at this point? Do I judge? They're indifferent. <laughs> they, they've only moved to indifferent. Yes. Wow. All Save right. them from torture, and they're yeah, indifferent they, to us. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're crazy. Dressed, they're obviously dressed, crazy. No, they've been they've been traumatized. You're dressed like them. Um, there's a lot going on. They had they've been tortured for days, if not weeks, with things being stitched to their face and arms and skin. And speaking of which, remember back during. Speaking of which, so wait, remember so back so they were the, so they were initially wait, hostile to let, me, wait, and then let, make an impression. Let, let Jason, can you please let Jason? No, just I was just pointing out that back way back when we went to that party, the the eyes on Absalom guy was talking about people being dragged out of the sewers and experimented on. So. Surprise, surprise. I guess he was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he was right. Uh, all right, well, like, here's, the, here's the way it works. Uh, like, mechanically, I make an impression, I get him to friendly. Then. Well, you're indifferent. They're up to the indifferent. Right. I get them to friendly or helpful. When they're friendly or helpful, you can make a request. Then I, then I use the, the make a request option. Okay, but they're not there. So right now, they want to leave. Hey, I'm not saying a hand waving thing. I'm saying I need another minute, right? Mm, I need no. another minute to do, try to improve their to improve their attitude. One more step, and then I can make a request. Like Jason is going right to making a request. Well, apparently we can't make a request right now because they're indifferent. So can you make multiple uh, attempts? That if is you fail, determined. not necessarily. Yeah, it's not that you just do it forever. Yeah, you never hoping do that, that. It gets better and better. Uh, you can try again, but the DC will continue. Uh, yes, you can keep doing it, but the DC will continue to go up. So you can try a second time to try to make them go up. Hmm. That's not a problem. Well, anyway, I'm just reading the rules here, and the and the rule right. is minute right. of conversation. You, yes. if, if I succeed, it increase one step. So apparently, they're hostile to us, and now they're indifferent because no. they didn't increase one step. No, they were unfriendly to you, and now they're okay. Unfriendly. Well, unfriendly. They were unfriendly to me. I don't know why they were unfriendly <laughs> to me, but they were unfriendly. They're unfriendly to us, and then increase one step to indifference. So now I got to work another minute. If I get another success, then, then they're then they're uh, uh, whatever. Then they're friendly, and when they're friendly, then I roll uh, for a request, and then they then they either do it or they don't. I would assume being afraid of someone is unfriendly. Okay, so. I don't know, man. Like the, go right the, ahead. They, they know who the Edge Watch is. They, like, like you. Seth, they're crazy. Like, They've psychos, been tortured psychos for have weeks. You, psychos they're have crazy you creeps people. The cops show up. I don't know if you're going to be unfriendly to them, but I guess I guess they're just too rattled. They might be insane. Yeah, they they're insane There's, in the membrane. Okay, let me let me picture picture something. They've been tortured for a week. Okay, they see four people just come in, dressed like skin saw, 
and just kill the other ones. In and then one of them relieves. They, they have no idea. No, no, no. That is why I showed him the badge, dude. That is why I made the point of saying I showed him the badge. Like, right. The guy takes off the costume. Shows him the badge okay, and says, no, no, I am with the that. police. You said you showed the costume. You take off. No, you said I you said the I showed the badge. I said okay, I you showed the badge. Right. They I identified my police, someone's it. police officer. They I don't believe the it. They think you're just trying to torture them more. Uh, well, then I failed my role. I didn't succeed. No, they. you went up to indifferent. Uh, uh, look, this is the way it's working. I spend okay? another minute. It okay. takes another minute. I'm going to spend okay. another minute. That's the bottom okay. line. That's the only thing I'm trying to say here. I have to spend another minute. I'm spending another minute. All right. Yes. There, 30. That's pretty good. Pretty good number. All right, they they they'll have a good attitude towards you, but they're not going to stick their neck out to help you. All right, well then I make a request, and here's my role for that. What's the request? Uh, we want them to stay here and be quiet and not move. They're not going to stay here. They said, "Oh, we heard there's another room. We're not staying in this." Torture yeah, can we room. put them in the shrine room? That's yeah, the room. what's my option? This, is this room is literally a torture chamber. <laughs> You're asking them to stay inside of a torture chamber <laughs> with. Horrible implements of death. Fingers, toes, two right, dead so that guys. Is, so that request is unsavory or impossible. Uh, okay, fine. So uh, uh, we, we have to take them someplace, uh, someplace that's not so horrible. Our secret we door shrine out, room. We have to take them out, out of dock out. Yeah, the shrine room and, down and here. And put them someplace safe. Yes, that's all we're asking. Take let's take Please take us out of the Yeah, let's just go down to the shrine. That's covered in blood, guts, and gore with two dead people on the floor <laughs> that they've been tortured in for ding, last ding, week. Ding. Could you please oh, remove us from this location? <laughs> that's all yeah, they're let's asking. Let's get him out of here. We take it. We put him in the same. We put him in the same place that the uh, Edge Watch was hiding out to for a week. Yeah. Okay, that's around the corner. Okay. Oh, actually, that's a good room because that's got the uh, right, the, right, right. right. It's, it's like the Edge Watch have been here for a week. You'll be perfectly safe. We'll come back for you. That's also the room that when that if they start getting insubordinate again, uh, they start walking wandering out that door to the east, and they'll get killed by the other thing. <laughs> I know it's true. They want to mention. Let's that not back. tell them that. Yeah, let's yeah. not mention that. Back. <laughs> All right, Aridin's in there, and he will placate. Them. But it is behind a secret door, and so that should that should give him some reassurance. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what is their reaction to that? No, they're fine. They'll wait there for. They'll wait for you for a few hours. They're they're gonna rest up. They ask for food and water, and they'll try to yeah, get some we rest. Give them that. Yeah. And they'll eat up, and then they'll wait for you. All right, so that took two minutes. Could that be while uh, uh, Jason was doing all of his uh, medical checks at 10 minutes? Or is this an additional two minutes? Oh, yeah. Are you, You're not wounded, right? I'm not. Yeah. You I can, am. You can just walk them down there, and Jason will, like, fix us up. Yeah. I mean, it takes 10 minutes for Jason to do it yeah. anyhow. So. Does he have to, like, technically how this works? I'm just curious. Does he actually... When he, if he was going to do this, not a hand wave, would he roll everybody yes. separately? Yes. Or is it all one roll? No, everyone gets oh, rolled. Wow. Everyone gets a separate roll. So in theory, we should figure out what the average would be and then sort of. Yeah, mine is 40 points. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking it's going to take at least 20, maybe 30 minutes for Dougie to get you all healed up. So. Yeah, that's that's probably quite a it's bit. A bare minimum. 40 is a lot. And there's a ton of stuff in this room. So. Yeah, we got a half hour, so. No, in, like in game, like in, in so game, we're doing things for that, half an hour. That, that gives uh, Gomez plenty of time to just search the room and. Oh yeah, Gomez can search the room. Basil, <laughs> yeah, yeah Gomez has got like all the time in the world to wait for yes. Dougie to get off his uh, sick bed. That's fine. I'm sick. That's fine. I was gonna open the Iron Maiden, but I figured that might set off the next encounter. So I yeah, I made all that. 
Bill and Ted are in there. I don't even want to look. Excellent. We should try to get them to wait inside the Iron Maiden while we uh, heal up. Yeah, that's a good place. They like that. I, I mean, the other thing we'll have to figure out is what to do with these. If, what to do with these guys if we're doing non-lethal damage? We could manacle them in their own torture beds. I thought <sighs> in here we were allowed to use. Yeah, guns, I thought I thought we were weapons doing free. Damage, honestly, you are allowed to use weapons free. Oh, yeah. so we're just you, killing skins. Skin yeah, that, that, okay. that's, I, I'm for that actually. They are. They are dead or alive. Dead I can't alive wait till we search these dead. guys too, because. I want to find out what's underneath them if they're like the uh, zombies. I want on. a thimble hat. I want a thimble. Yeah, hat. like Devo, yeah. <laughs> Devo That's hat. Cool. <laughs> yep. You've been listening to Roll for Combat: Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com.